Hey guys, I just wanted to shout out this season sponsor, Service Hero. Service Hero is an application and website based here in Kuwait, and what it allows people to do is to rate the businesses and services in Kuwait and in Dubai uh, for whatever reason. So you can show some love, show some uh, areas of improvement. In this way, kind of a win-win for both sides. The businesses can improve, and also the customer can kind of voice their opinion. This also extends to hospitals theme. So if you've gone to a private hospital, private clinic, and you want to show your love, be sure to rate them and take another step further. The coffee you're drinking right now with this episode, take a photo of it, rate it on Service Hero, and let us know what you think. That's the sound of the coffee pouring. Welcome to the Doctor's Brew. I'm your guest host, Dr. Hashim Balbanat, and joining me today is the infamous host, Dr. Aziz Al Khayyab. Aziz, thank you for being here and thanks for having me. Pleasure to be on this side for once. So, <laughs> yeah, honestly. So today, today's episode is a special one. Before we actually introduce that topic, I would just want to thank the hub for giving us this phenomenal coffee. As I told you previously, <laughs> I think we both need our coffees to settle yes, down. Yes. It's our version of alcohol since we don't drink alcohol. Basically. <laughs> uh, so, so today's topic is actually one of paramount influence. I hold dearly to my heart. I know you hold dearly to your heart. You're a massive advocate of mental health and it's a massive topic that needs to be discussed at the kickstart at and every single point of any physician or student's career or any healthcare providers yep. today's topic is burnout so before we dive deep into it aziz you are one of the most inspiration people that i've honestly ever met you juggle through so many things in the hospital you do your due diligence with the patients i'm not saying that as a just as a friend as a colleague as a professional I've seen you, we call you the doctor on steroids because you really are. You go the extra mile for every single patient. On top of that, you're juggling this whole massive project that's getting international recognition. And I know you have a lot of other side gigs. So Aziz, before I say anything, how are you not burnt out, my friend? How are you, honestly? Uh, first, I thank you to that intro. Um, I'm going to put that on loop for, the, uh, for every morning. Just, you know, I'm going to put some motivation music in the back. Instead of the meditation where you are enough, I'm just going to have Hashem's <laughs> voice telling me. Honestly, said nothing but the truth. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm burnt out. You are burnt out. Yes. Wait. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, that's a big reason why we wanted to do this episode. And I felt like it's important for me to speak out at this moment okay. because I can uh, really talk about something I'm experiencing right now. Maybe in a year's time, I'm not going to remember it as well. So, and since we're, you know, this season is all about starting off your medical career, I think that it would be good to discuss this topic of burnout and my, because I'm, I'm in it right now, so I, I can comment on it. You know I what I mean? 100% agree yeah. with you. I, I think that is such an important topic. I know, I remember in the U.S., like within a year, we'd get that topic 12 times. It gets uh, headlines with, on the news, a couple of physicians, healthcare providers either quitting or committing suicide or going on antidepressants. Mm. It's such a massive topic that needs to be discussed. Yeah. But before we do that, Aziz, let's talk about the definition of burnout. For mm. me personally, I genuinely don't think there is one fit definition of burnout. Burnout mm. can be interpreted in multiple different ways. Mm. I think we don't have a set definition that we can look back to and everyone is like, yep, I concur with this mm. as a definition for burnout. Mm. So Aziz, tell me, what's your definition of burnout? How do you yeah. define it? So the way that I like to define burnout there's two approaches. You can always go the more textbook approach, yep. as in um, the literature defines it as X, Y, Z, and you put in the variables that would define burnout. Um, and then I looked at some of the, uh, those definitions, you know, when I was looking up burnout and doing my own reading about it. Uh, but then I think there's another element to defining burnout, which is why I'm here and why we're discussing on this podcast, is my personal experience with burnout. 
um, because it's one thing, I think everybody is capable of Googling what is burnout, but it's another thing to hear about someone who is experiencing it as well as taking in, you know, uh, the, the more formal definitions. Yep. So the way that I would best define burnout for me would be when due to work professionally, okay, okay and work doesn't necessarily mean um, going and clocking into the office or in the hospital. It also means your work. So like if you run a business, being a parent, these are jobs. This is what you're occupying your day with. You know, this is th your main thing, right? When your work is causing you to feel fatigued, tired, and not able to do things or gives, if something requires more attention than it actually merits or effort. The word is effort, not attention. So I'll give you an example. If sending out an email, let's quantify it. Let's say effort is by a numer numerical scale. And let's say effort is on a scale from one to five. Yep. An email should be a one. It's just an email. Fair. That's true. Send. Yep. If it suddenly feels like a five consistently every day for a period of time, you start thinking what what's going on here. And for me, the, the, the thing that differentiates burnout from other forms of stress or de depression, for example, the, the differentiator for me is where the root of your tiredness is. If it's coming from your work, that's where I think burnout can uh, it, it, it is the operative term. You know, let's let's be clear, though. Burnout is very different to the pathology of depression. OK, how the, so? So depression fits the DSM criteria, and there's a certain number of symptoms you need. Uh, you need to have uh, side caps. So. so and just just to uh, just to hopefully shine the topic mm -hmm. is burnout an actual DSM five diagnosis right now? Uh, at the moment, it is not. Do you think it should be? Um, mm, I know that's a good question. I know I know we're not yet in the position to talk about it. That's actually a really interesting question because what is pathology? Um, there's a big debate in psychiatry about personality disorders. Personality disorders, some people argue, are not actual pathologies. Oh, interesting. They're variants in, uh, in personality. They're just, you know. Interesting. But when I asked a psychiatrist this question, his response stuck with me for my whole life. He said, personality disorder becomes a disorder at the point where it affects the functioning of the patient. I see. And I completely think that's a brilliant answer. So if we then argue, okay, can burnout be labeled as a diagnosis well then it then also has then it would impact the functioning of a person which like i said it does correct right um the difficulty in pathologizing burnout is the implication of pathologizing it so when you pathologize something it has legal implications because then okay if i'm burnt out for my job does that then mean that my job is now legally responsible for my medical bills because they caused oh, this upon me enough. I see. You know, uh, medicine is multifaceted in this way. You need to look at things from a social angle and a legal angle, a psychological angle. And this is one of the, the ways, like, can we actually pathologize burnout, you know? And then the next question is, aren't we all destined to burnout at some point? Yeah, so th that's exactly it. I genuinely think before I actually, like, the moment I saw burnout, I was like, isn't it the natural inclination for all human beings to be burnt out? I feel like life throws so many curveballs at mm. you. Things emerge. You get into a car accident one day. Yeah, yeah, you struggle yeah. with the bills. That's another day. And then you're like, your nine to five job seems so seems in the too way. Heavy. Too it heavy. feels too heavy. And then, as you said, an email that's supposed to be a one becomes a five. Yeah. 
I generally never had a good concrete definition of burnout. Yeah. I never knew when I was burnt out. Mm. I generally thought it was a transient state of me not being myself, mm. everything feeling desperate, and then I just needed to take some time off. Mm. And a lot of the, the time when I took time off, it didn't actually solve anything. Yeah, no. yeah it didn't solve yeah. anything. I came back and I'm still burnt out in the, de- in the definition that you were saying to me. I genuinely feel like life's natural tendency is to make you burnt out. And you just have to f- find a way to to literally just battle through it. And as I as I got older with age and I found better methods, the way you're redefining burnout, I feel like I've gotten better mm. at handling it. So I completely agree with you. I feel like life is genuinely <laughs> is is gonna drive you towards burnt out. I I agree, and I think the difference is because then some some people will come up and say, well, you know what, my grandfather never complained of being burnt out. <laughs> Uh, what what I think the difference is is that we're shifting now. Uh, we one thing you need to appreciate sociologically what's happening to mankind. We're in the information age. We're sharing more, so there's a greater our awareness of the human experience and what life is is becoming more and more uh, readily available for each other to learn from and to act upon. You know, and our views on life are changing. What I think what burnout is is finding out that this is a part of modern life you know i think it was always there i think even if it wasn't always there because we can argue was it always there was not always there even if it wasn't always there i believe that's the age we're living in now because you know every the 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 complaints are known everywhere around the world we can see burnout is becoming a major major concern and then even in the COVID pandemic you know, one thing that was discussed in terms of burnout was the impact of where do I work? That's why a lot of people started working from home because they argue, hey, if it's going to reduce me, my my bur- my feeling of burning out, why why shouldn't I work from home? Correct. True. You True. Know? That's that was one of the biggest questions that was an- asked at that time. Yeah. So just to quickly recap, do you mm. think burnout is a purely emotional state? Uh, I think it's uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's, you know, the in all of medicine i say biopsychosocial i think it's it affects all realms i think it's something that biologically does take a toll i think uh you know there's plenty of evidence to show that burnout does have a physical toll on a person and can lead to depression uh, if i may add it can lead to mental health correct. pathologies Absolutely. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. even if it's not defined as one right now correct uh socially i'm gonna speak from experience I have been extremely irritable and I apologize to everyone who's been around me. I have been a pain. And it's because I'm so burnt out. I'm tired, you know? Uh, and you, uh, So it does have an impact on your relationships. And then you want to talk psychologically, well, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> and honestly, now you say that, I just look back at so many of my colleagues who are like, what is wrong with them? Why are yeah. they so moody? Why are they so irritable? Why are they always complaining? And just deep down, you just don't think... Hey, maybe they are burnt out. Yeah. It's just such a weird topic that you genuinely don't know how to define who's burnt out, who's not. You can't pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. And there's literally no set criteria yet right now that helps you define what uh, what burnt out people is. Yeah. So Aziz, tell me about your experience. How did you get burnt out? Because I know you, yeah. you started your training. Or as I said, you're juggling too many things, but you always seem like the guy who's got it under control. Seriously, if I if I ever like felt burnt out, I'm like, yeah, Aziz Khayat got it under control. You know, it's like it's like you know when you see this thirty yeah. year old cancer patient and he's like got no risk factors, and you, yeah. you realize, wait, my life is not that bad. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. I kind of look at you the same way. I'm like, bro, <laughs> that guy's got 10 things on his table. He's not complaining about anything. Why? Like, I have no excuse to not. That, that made me laugh. <laughs> honestly, like, honestly like, why do I feel tired yeah. getting out of the bed if the guy's yeah. getting out of bed and doing all of this on his own? So just tell me, how did you find out that you were burnt out? Well, it's a complicated answer. Um, one thing is that uh, there's an element of personality to it. Um, you probably have noticed I'm type A personality. I'm yeah, not type one, B. One million percent. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm not laid back. Yep. I am not a laid back person. And I discovered this in medical school because in medical school, I worked on some uh, non-medical projects. And I realized that while working those projects, this was maximizing my efficiency and my ability to engage in things. And I realized even though I was working more, I was feeling better. So this is how I understood my personality. So tying back to what you said, so inherent to my personality, I'm a bit of a workaholic of a person, Correct. right? Yep. So this is already, let's call it a risk factor. This is already yep. sending me down that road, right? Um, then let's, let's take uh, work for what it became in my life. And work has become, for me, a coping mechanism as well uh, towards a lot of the stressors, you know, without getting into details of things, when I get down about something, I throw myself into my work. I'm not saying this is a healthy coping mechanism. Yeah, I'm just I, saying I, compl- it's I, I genuinely don't think it's a healthy it's coping mechanism good. for my personality. And you said something insane. I don't, I don't think for any, I think it's, it's prone to, to hurt you, you know? But it's something that I, I recognize in myself. I'm trying to improve, I see. you know? But it's something I do recognize about myself. So then let's take just the sheer nature of medical practice. One of the problems with, not problems, but one of the difficulties you'll face with practicing medicine is that the system is a little bit against you. How so? Always with burnout, when I was looking at a lot of these research articles about burnout, how to cope with it, blah, 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 it would talk about, you know, using your rest time to really rest, uh, your weekends, you know, like being mindful and doing this or doing that. Every five days, our, our biological clock gets flipped. Is that an actual... No, I'm saying that's what... Uh, that's yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get you. Like in medicine, yes. Yeah, one, yeah. one million percent. Yep. So so where's the recovery? Yeah. And then golden weekends? Yeah. That's once a month. I know. So the system is a little bit against you. I'm not trying to... This is not a criticism. This is just uh, a comment on what's necessary, you know? Is it possible to change the way we do medicine in that sense? I don't know. I, I won't be able... I, that's a question for healthcare management, not for me. But that in itself will make you more prone to burnout. So taking that schedule, taking my personality, okay, and then taking on the fact that uh, I'm in a stage of my life where, and a lot of people who are entering their training years, this is uh, a big turning point in my life. Correct. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that yeah. because we know for a fact that Physicians in their within the first five years of their career at the mm-hmm. static points of their career yeah. They're much more prone to burnout to burnout yeah. than physicians who are well settled in or later in their career So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you mentioned that absolutely So one of the most important things to me right now from this interview is to actually get a good Definition that we can like we can touch basically mm-hmm. of what burnout is because I think no one has a set definition But from what you're saying is it's this cumulative effect yeah. Yeah. that leads you to hating your job, basically. Hating your job and then leaking, and that leaks out into your life. Correct. But and that th- cumulative effect can be, sorry to talk yeah, over no, you, no. the cumulative effect can be a byproduct of personality, which I genuinely believe it. Because my personality is very laid back. You, I think mm. you've known me. I'm always having a laugh <laughs> and stuff like that. So even when it gets stressful for me, I, I just 
let things go. But I know a lot of people when you're like the doctor on steroids, that's literally what we call you. Because you go the extra step every single time. Yeah. So I think personality is a big one. Personality yeah. is a very big one. As you said, it's just other other life stressors yeah. that can come in the way. That's a, another one. There's a lot of risk factors for burnout. Yeah. So And I'm glad that we're touching on them. So can you keep going about what literally just said the fuse? Okay, right now I'm 100% burnt out. So when did you, at what point in time in training year did you realize that you are burnt out? So when I realized was recently when, um, I'm not sure if I said the story already or not. You know, you did not. No. no. Uh, basically, uh, I came home from a nap, uh, from, from work and I took a nap here okay. in the office. Uh, I crashed on the couch, 20 minutes. I woke up from the nap so physically exhausted that I felt like I had the flu. I had myalgias. I felt sick. And I was, I realized, I was like, what's going on with my body? You know, what is the toll that I'm putting on my body? Because something that should be restful made me exhausted. Okay. I, I was like, fine. Well, what's the big deal with that? Then I kept looking into what else was going on. I was waking up in the morning stressed. Okay. Yep. I usually, That's a big one. my mom is traveling right now. So I, I call her in the mornings to just chat with her as I'm going to work because of time difference. So I'm call, I call her. And I'm just angry. What what happened? It's been 15 minutes of the day. What, what could I be angry about? No, I was angry every day. Okay. Then we go into work itself. I'm not able to, let's say I have some downtime to study. I can't bring myself to study. When I study, it takes me two hours to do a one hour job. I'm constantly behind. Yep. All these things put together, I realized I was like, I'm burnt out. And I finally felt the effects. And it, it was recently. It was a few weeks ago, actually. So, so honestly, so just from my get is that there was a big event that happened. The, the day you woke up that you felt physically sick. And then you began to realize the few days afterwards yeah. that, okay, wait, I actually feel different. I'm not yeah. functioning on the same level. As you said in the beginning, you feel dysfunctional. Yeah. You are genuinely dysfunctional. Yeah. But do you think there were any warning signs preceding that? Preceding the day where you felt physically sick? I think there was a few. Um, I think... More than morning signs, more so it would be there was a few things that objectively, if you look from afar, you know, you'd kind of say, hey, hmm, that something doesn't make sense here. I'll give you a, a good example was I was chatting with someone about um, vacation. They asked me, have you taken a vacation uh, in the past one year? And I said, uh, no. And they went, you know, like legally in like the, in the, I don't know what the laws are in Kuwait, but like in Europe, for example. Yep. Someone has to take some time off. In a year? In a year. There has to be some time for rest. And they need to. They have to. Interesting. You know? And so what does that tell you? That tells you that, like, this is needed. You know what I mean? Yep. It's kind of like saying, someone telling you, hey, I haven't slept for three nights and I feel fine. You'll tell them, All right, what? no, that's not okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a that. similar thing. Yep. Uh, if we look at vacation or vacation time as, re as the sleep, you know, and the rest of your life has been, you know, the waking hours, then you kind of go, hey, well, why haven't you taken any time off in the past year? So that was a, a warning sign for me, well, one warning sign. Uh, second was um, my inability to sit still. So I realized, <laughs> no, really, <laughs> I've always had that, but it's, it's gotten to the point now where I'll, I'll, I just keep, I, I have like a rota of like, okay, work, USMLE, doctor's brew, personal work, yep, yep, uh, family obligations. That's how I see that's, it, to be honest with and you. And that's yep. how it goes. I had this like, what's going on? Like it, constantly I'm shifting and I realized that I couldn't sit still. Like I, I can't even watch a TV show. Yeah. 
Okay. That's not okay. So there's there's two things I always like to ask about these topics. One of them is this gets addressed a lot in Kuwait because of the shorter work hours. I know yeah. we, we work from 7 to 1.30. We show yeah. up to work a bit earlier sometimes. Yeah. We leave significantly later. But the general consensus is that it's a 7 to 1.30. Yeah. When I tell a lot of the people who studied outside and who work, who came from different countries, they're like, wait, you're burnt out? You have a part-time job. So what do you usually like to tell these people, honestly? Well, the thing that I kind of I would argue with that is that there were there's two two things to kind of say to that. First of all, you you can look at it as uh, one, we're all going to be burnt out regardless of the job you're doing. Eventually, you're going to hit a point of uh, burnout because you know you do something for so long, so much, you just feel, you know, okay. you crash. Um, so that's the first. So yes, okay, maybe if you argue that even if my hours are low, like. It's still, you know, inevitable. It's still a, it's still it's still a thing. A, yeah, it's still something that's going to happen. Thing. So it nulls the subject yeah. voidless, basically. And uh, the second thing that I would say is that, uh, you know, it's subjective. Maybe, maybe if I go and work longer hours for a longer amount of time, I build a certain resilience, my output change, my True. personality changes. Because let's not forget, I remember when I was asking people about the subject, sub- again, this is not based off any research papers, but subjectively people were telling me, hey, you build up a tolerance, you know? Your tolerance right now is different to a year from now and two years and five years. Correct. And so it's all subjective. Okay, right now I'm feeling this way. Maybe maybe it will change, you know? Maybe I'm gonna uh, build up. So I think that it's unfair to say because of our hours that instantly like we're not deserving of being burnt out. Hey man, I could be working half your time and if I feel burnt out, I'm still burnt out. Sorry, like. yeah. (laughs) I, it doesn't I, make me less of a human being exactly. or a doctor. <laughs> exactly, I completely agree with that. And just to uh, just to further add to that, I think it's person. Uh, I think it's personal. I think yeah. it's individual on an individual level. I'm one of those people who kind of likes the weekend, but also kinds of hates it. Hates the weekend. I like mm-hmm. the weekend because I get to go out with friends, do the stuff that I couldn't do throughout the week. Yeah. But I hate Saturdays nights because I'm like, okay, now I have to go back to that schedule of waking up in the same day. I feel you. So I've realized in those weeks where I've actually worked the whole week and then I continue throughout the next week. I do feel physically more tired, mm. but I'm gen- I'm a bit happier. So I'm not saying I'm a workaholic. <laughs> it's just with the shorter work hours, I think it depends on the individual. But as it you does. said, the, na- the natural inclination is that we're all going to get burnt out at some point in our lives. It's about how we deal with it Absolutely. and whether we understand the subject. Matter. And let's not forget something. The shorter work hours also means that people free up time to do other things. So they're working on other stuff. Like maybe if I had longer work hours, I would have never started the doctor's brew. I'm still working, aren't I? Yeah, fair enough. So that's fair another enough. point. But the, another argument is like, wait, why, why are you bringing more stress on yourself and then complaining well, about burnout? Little, little. You know, so there's, there's it's, so my point is not like to go into about, okay, well, how did you get into this? It's yeah. just about how do you deal with burnout? How do you identify it? How, how are you going to deal with it? The other thing is we, we talked about a bit about pathologies in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people like to bring the subject of dopamine. It's just like, okay, you've been doing the same routine over and over and yeah. over again. Your dopamine dropped and now you're bored. How, what do you tell t- people who are just like, Bro, you're just bored. That's what's happening. That's why you feel tired. You're physically ill. You're doing the same thing over and over and over again, despite being bored and tired. How do you respond to these people? Because I genuinely know a lot of people who are like, burnout is not a real thing. It's just mm. a dopamine issue. Well, so there's two things. There's a, there's, you're bringing up a topic of labeling, and then there's also the biological co- component. Correct. So if we take about the dopamine thing, well, in that case, if we're going to dumb everything down to just a bunch of neurotransmitters, then there's no such thing as love in this world. You don't love your child. You're just uh, you're, you're sh- just a biological creature, basically. Exactly. That's what we're saying. And if that's if that's the case, and you want to 
and it, that's your worldview, you're entitled to it. But inherently, I can't argue with that because that's not my worldview. And I would say that most uh, most of the evidence suggests that that's not actually reality. You know, otherwise. Uh, there would be no such thing as a biopsychosocial model. There would exactly. just be bio, 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 bio. Exactly. Because the reason I bring this up is yeah. a lot of people think burnout is not a real thing. And as you're saying, no, yeah. it is an actual real thing. It's absolutely And real. I completely agree with you. I think burnout is a real thing. It's not just a biological no, no, state no. of mind that's supposed to just be a function of a couple of neurotransmitters. And then uh, what you mentioned about being bored, that's just labeling. You can call it whatever. You can call it being happy. I don't care. If the effect is the effect that we're seeing, it's, yep, yep. it's bad. And I love that you mentioned that because because yeah. my my primary objective of this was defining burnout, identifying yeah. burnout, call it whatever you want to call it, call it Barbie, call it uh, boredom, call it burnout, call it whatever you call it. My goal is to identify it and how do we deal with it. Yeah. So before we actually tackle a couple of methods that you use and mm. what the evidence says to do, yeah. so just tell me, what do you think are some of the some of the harmful consequences of burnout? So let's talk about a personal level. Mm. What does burnout do to you? I think on a personal level, what it, it puts you at risk of damaging your mental health and uh, putting you on the on the low, on the the road to pathology. That's just you know for sure. For sure, and That's I'm sure we've one. both seen people who suffered from burnout and mm-hmm. then act, actually transition towards depression or 100%, some other. Other. 100%. Uh, so that on a personal level, it does that, and then let's on a person. I also want to comment on it on a philosophical level. Uh, oh yeah. Sorry. Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, to oh my cup of tea. Come on, go for it. Just <laughs> your, say it. Your cup of coffee. <laughs> my cup of coffee. My your bad. Cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, philosophically, um. What is the the meaning or purpose of existence? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And That's too deep, man. Okay. <laughs> if we just give a simple, like, vague answer to it, which is to live. The, the purpose of life is to live life and to exist, you know? Um, by that alone, I think burnout stops you from just living life because life is not exclusively just working, working, working. I think there is something more profound to life. There is a Life is a holistic experience. And what I think burnout does is that it... It limits your ability to engage in that experience. I absolutely love that. And you only get one shot at this. You know, yep. you're not doing this twice. Yep. You can do your job twice and you can do that exam twice. You're not going to do life one, uh, twice. And I think what you just said is one of the key symptoms of burnout, which is depersonalization. Absolutely. Dissociation from reality, basically. Yeah. I genuinely do think what you just said right now is a philosophical definition of depersonalization, <laughs> which really is absolutely true. It literally rubs you of the experience of actual true life mm. so on a personal level as you said it can shift you towards mental health issues yeah what do you think it does to the people around you family wise let's say family and friends what well, do you think burnout does to you i think number one it um you know it, it does it does contribute to alienation correct for 100%. sure um if you're how are you going to maintain relationships with people if you're just working all the time that, it's 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 impossible the, the math doesn't work there you know yep uh so yeah definitely like from a social side that it 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 leads to a bit of uh, alienation but also i think it makes you less able and less how can the word is not just you're not able to because of time not engage in these relationships but also you're we have like let's call it bars of energy you know what i mean yep how if you're drained after work more than you usually are how are you going to tend to relationships because the, these things are not perfect so like let's say someone who has kids for example you know uh every day is not going to be just oh uh, i'm so happy sitting here with my kids sometimes you got to deal with your children's yep. problems you need to deal with people's problems and if you don't have the energy to deal with it 
what does that do to the relationship? Absolutely. You know? I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. And I think what you're trying to say is that there's a baseline level of energy and over time through burnout, your baseline drops. Yeah. And basically everything else becomes a chore. Yeah. And the reason why I want you to tell me these things, because I think yeah. we, what we're doing right now is we're highlighting some of the symptoms of yeah. burnout. One yeah. of them is depersonalization, which yeah. basically means not being able to live life yes. while living it. You don't yes. feel like you're living. Yeah. You actually feel being robbed of the sense of pleasures that you usually have. Yeah. Secondly, is always feeling tired. Yeah. You do feel like your social connections, the chores that were once chores that you're like, meh, I can do this, now feel like overwhelming burdens. Yes. Yes. So what else do you think that does to your hobbies? And just do you, do you, do you think people destroy families because of burnout without realizing it? I think, I, I don't know if it, I would say... Destroy families from burnout, but I think that there's an element to it because also if you're a workaholic and you don't tend to these relationships, there are plenty of families that that, that yeah. uh, disintegrate over this. Uh, I think what burnout does is that it hurts. It it can contribute because it will hurt these relationships if someone doesn't take steps to address them. Absolutely, yeah, and that's a massive point. And the key step to addressing is recognize it. Yep. How do you address something without recognizing it? Absolutely. So we talked about some of the personal issues. For yep. me, sleep is one of the most paramount factors to help with burnout. Mm. It's a major risk factor of burnout. Mm. And one of the biggest yeah. risk factors actually are treatment modalities to fix burnout. It's a good night's sleep. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things that I also want to get your opinion on. Mm. But before that, we talked about personal consequences. Mm. Tell me about the professional consequences. And I know there's a lot of literature around this, and I know you're a massive advocate of mental health just yep. because of this topic. So I'm just going to give you a few minutes, get all <laughs> of your chest, because this is such a massive impact and such a... Uh, I, can't, I just can't... Well, over, yeah, go for it. If you feel like everything you're doing is a mountain, even if it's nothing, even if it's just an email, even if it's just listen to this patient's chest, your quality of work will go down eventually also your quantity you know what i mean yep. and this is i'm sorry people who say no that's not gonna happen it's fact we know you're, literature wise we know that yeah you're not sorry. because you're not a machine you're a human being Correct. you know what i mean yep. and even machines need tune-ups you know yep. <laughs> so uh that's the quality and quantity of your work will suffer for sure now what's the problem with that in our profession correct in our profession mm. go for it people's lives become at risk yep um you or you make silly mistakes that shouldn't happen like you write to uh, your notes are not as good um you put a you double prescribe something okay let's say i wrote paracetamol twice on a prescription chart nobody's gonna die over that because you know obviously you only give it once Correct. right um and of course there are layers in place in hospitals to safeguard so there's nurses whatever but you can make other mistakes that are huge. Absolutely. You know? Yep. So when you don't take care of yourself from the side of burnout, you need to be aware that you have responsibility to do so because there's patients who can be impacted Absolutely. by the your poor quality of work. Absolutely. There's something really important to bear in mind, you know? Because we often we feel guilty. People it's very natural to feel guilty taking time off work. Very natural. Even medical, non medical, it's yep. a natural yep. feeling. I agree with you. But when you realize that it's a responsibility to do so because of the fact that your work has implications on people's health, that makes the, the guilt a bit easier. It really does. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that wholeheartedly. And I feel like I wish the hospital systems would understand 
that a burnt out physician is such a dangerous physician Absolutely. to his environment, to his patients. He's much more prone to error. His yeah. reaction time is slower. His quality of work is lower. Mm -hmm. The way he works around his team is significantly worse than his usual. Yeah. And, and for people who care about money, I'm 100% sure. And I think the literature has highlighted that a burnt out physician is much more costly on a hospital than an efficient physician yeah, yeah. just because of the mistakes, the work output, their efficiency and all of these matters. This is why it's such a massive such a massive topic that needs to be talked about mm -hmm. especially in the healthcare settings where we're dealing with people's lives yeah so 100% I agree, agree with you this is why burnout gets so much attention now I know a lot of the time we heard of really sad cases of where, what burnt out has led to especially yeah. when it's undealt with before I transition into some of the things we can do to deal with burnout mm -hmm. do you think Kuwait in Kuwait we have anything going on for us to, towards tackling burnout I think there, I can sit here and uh, criticize and poke holes all day. And, and this can be not just Kuwait, just anywhere. But what I think our issue is on, uh, in Kuwait, not necessarily the system, but more so that on a personal level, we need to, be, we need to take more responsibility for addressing our burnout. Yep. Personal level. On a personal, I think it, listen, even if we get, we, because listen, we, we, we finish our work early. Yep. Uh, compared to other places in the world, 1.30. Um, we also, you know, like in terms of vacation time, we have plenty of good vacation time. Correct. But they can give us six months of vacation, but if it's not used properly and there's no awareness on it, then Absolutely. we did nothing. Absolutely. And especially with the way we get vacations, yeah. basically it's not like, hey, I need a vacation now. And you're yeah. like, no, nah, we actually don't have enough doctors. How about you take a vacation in four months? I'm like, <laughs> bro, I need it now, you know that? Yeah. So that's what that's one. But there, but there are things that again. But this is why it comes down to the individual. Because sure, let's say your team can't afford you leaving now. What do you do then? You can't just at any whim be like, I can't do this. And you can't get to the point that you're so burnt out you can't work because that's just bad for everybody. Correct. Absolutely. So I the best approach for burnout, and this is why when you ask me like, what's our issue in quit? I think this our issue in quit is us ourselves. We're not reflecting on it enough. And we're not addressing it internally because it's a preventative rather than reactive, you know, thing. I absolutely love that. And that yeah. I felt that is such a key distinguishing feature mm -hmm. between Kuwait and the US. Yeah. In the US, when we used we used to get burnout talks about about four times a semester in, mm -hmm. in every single med school uh, mm -hmm. year. And it was always the same thing. We were telling them we don't have enough time. You guys are giving us six hours of lectures and we can't keep up with the lectures. Yeah. And on top of that, we have USMLEs and you guys are telling us, take some time off, go yeah. to the gym, go meditate, yeah. go out with friends. And we're like, we can't do that. We don't have time, yeah. In Kuwait, we do have the liberty of getting short, shorter work hours. We have yeah. more liberty. I feel like, as you said, a lot of it is personal. It is. A lot, personal. Of it is, a lot of it is we're not reflecting. I'm not saying the system is deprived of any faults. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of faults in the system in Kuwait. And I do think Kuwait is doing... Just inherently, Kuwait has a better system of dealing with burnout yeah. than the U.S. Because I there's more space for Correct. it to, to Correct. you know, vacation, to, to do, to do other stuff. Yeah. Correct. I completely Absolutely. agree with you. So, as is, you've been burnt out. What have you done about it? Um, <laughs> well, I've first of all, what I've done is I've been very reflective. This was step one. This is a big thing. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, you mentioned very, very aptly. If you are not able to recognize it, you can be able to treat it you know yep so i the, my first step with uh burnout is being very uh, reflective about it um and the second thing that i have I'm very fortunate about uh, to have this is that i have a very strong support system 
I have a lot of people around me to whom I, I've been able to go discuss my issues with, seek advice here and there. Now, my, my, my issue currently with dealing with burnout is that still I feel I'm nervous being taken away from my work. It is, I cannot explain to you enough. It is not a good feeling. I don't like it. But I'm pushing, you know. Now, the thing that I did, the main thing that I then did to deal with this burnout is that I took a step back and I put things in place that will force me to step away for a bit. Okay. So, for example, for the doctor's group, I turned to my team and I said, listen, guys, we have two weeks. I want everything recorded within these two weeks because I'm going to disappear after this for a vacation <laughs> and I don't want anyone to talk to me about this. I'm not going to ad- address any questions. I'm not going to record anything. I'm going to do everything you want me to record right now. So I told my team, listen, you make a list of what you need my face for and I'll do it, <laughs> you know, and it's these two weeks. And so that so that's, that's you know, that's one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like. that's one step. Uh, I forced myself to take a vacation, so I went and applied for a vacation between rotations. Again, I did not. I do not want to take a vacation. This is horrible for me. Yep. But I need it. Yep, I, I understand that. It. And why do you think? Why do you think that guilt exists, especially within medicine? Because I, I've never taken t- t- taken a vacation in medicine mm-hmm. so far for, for mm-hmm. the sole reason, exactly what you're saying. Whenever I think about taking a day off in medicine, I feel incredibly guilty. I don't know why that is. I think it's because inherent to our profession. Uh, it's a very, how can I put it? it? It engulfs you. You know what I mean? Correct. But on a conscious level, it's not like I feel like I'm letting my patients down. You know, maybe on a subconscious level, yeah. I do feel that way. Well, I mean, don't forget, you just graduated med school, right? Correct. Yeah. So absolutely. if you look at what was your life like in medical school? Okay, fine. You went in for lectures from nine to one p.m. and then from what one to nine p.m. did you just relax? Absolutely not. You were just sitting yeah. there studying all day. And if you weren't studying, you'd, you'd socialize. And then you'd probably be talking about medicine as you're socializing because they're probably your medic, medical right. friends. Right. So medicine sucks your life. Yep. So it's not surprising that now, after you've graduated, you still feel sucked. And that's, that's you know, me, for example, that's how I feel. It's like, it's not a surprise that I feel so with medicine. Look, it's it's uh, what what time is it right now? It's uh, eight eight p.m. Yep. and I'm in scrubs. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree yeah. with you. Yep, I completely agree with you. There's one topic that I always like to get other people's opinions on. Mm. I in the U.S. I based on what you're saying, and I'm 100% sure I felt burnt out. Is the fact I could never have a social support system, and I'm mm. 100% keen on the fact that a social support is one of the highest impact things that you can have around yeah. you to yeah. help resolve burnout. What do you say to those people who are burnt out? Just like in my situation, when I was in Michigan, it was snowing. It was dark for about 17 hours of the day. So there's no sunlight. There's no family around me. I couldn't go to my family. What do you tell these people, these students, these doctors there who have no social support around them? Invest in making one. And it might take time. It might take effort. And it might not be a linear overnight thing, but invest in it. So I remember this reminds me of when I was first in the UK. There's people, some people around me that said, you know, the way that I view university here in the UK is that my life is in Kuwait and I'm here just to get a degree and I'm just going to leave. I said, well, that's, that's not a way to live. You're still living here for five years. You're not exactly putting your life on pause and then going back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So go invest in it. Okay. You don't have too, too many friends that you feel comfortable with, whatever. 
go try to go meet new people, even if it's at the sacrifice of work or whatever, because you're not going to get that work done unless you have that good support system. Yep. You know, it's essential to do these things. And again, let's go back to what I was saying. You got to be a human being. You got to live life and life is not lived alone. And do you think, first things first, I completely agree with that one wholeheartedly. Do you think uh, talking to a therapist, does that constitute a social support system? It's no, it is not a social support so, system. Because that's why I, I love bringing that no, topic no. up with you. Because yeah. for me, my answer to that question would have yeah. been, go talk to a therapist. Don't find a social support. You don't have the time to do no, that. No, no, that's to- totally different. So that- can, can you further elaborate on that? Because that was my mm-hmm. recommendation whenever I was asked, like, I don't have anyone with me. I'm like, I never told them. I'm just like, bro, just go Google mm-hmm. a therapist and talk yeah. to them. That but was my I, natural inclination. If I, if I may say, it's, it's, this is maybe based off this view that a lot of people have that a therapist is essentially just a friend you pay for. Correct. That's my thought process too. Well, honestly. that's not, that's not a, a, a therapist. The way, that I, <laughs> the, the way that I like to describe it. I love it. how you said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. if, if you go to the gym, yeah. okay, until I help Sijin Khayi, and <laughs> uh, a trainer comes up to you and says, hey, I can run through your routine today. Comment on your 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 what's it called your form. I can tell you about your diet to maximize your growth. Blah 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 blah. If this guy comes tells you that, and if you bump into me and I start telling you that, is it the same? Yeah, absolutely. I love the way you articulated that. I genuinely think someone that was came and has lived there, uh, trained yep. and studied. You know, and the thing is, the therapist is not trying to be a friend. Friend, a, a friend's role in conversation. If you feel like your therapist is your friend, you might need to find a, another <laughs> therapist. Because, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure. Because a, a friend is takes on a different role. Friends cast judgment, for example. You know, you go to your therapist, you vent and you say, and then you try to piece together and understand. If you complain about a friend to your therapist, you say, oh, I hate that person. Your therapist is not going to sit there like, yeah, you know what? They suck. I hate them. Yeah. You know, but your friend might. And you need that also. That's a different for that's a different need. You know, the the needs that a, ther- a therapist fulfills is not that of a friend. Absolutely. So so just to further go into that, what yeah. when do you think someone should seek a therapist? So just anytime. Quickly. Anytime. No, I, this is one thing. I am totally against this notion of I need to go to a therapist when I am sick for for me it was it was uh, a therapist was a last resort like yeah. basically i fixed my sleep schedule yeah. i got plenty more sleep i exercise and i highly recommend like, i exercise every single day yeah. i do cardio i do weightlifting. i feel like it improves my mood i've yeah. seen a lot of people who have who have such uh, negative affects or depressive affects who just significantly well, you know that, that's up. one thing i started doing for my burnout is i started exercising more they light up, yeah. people light up. So it's that's huge. another thing. Yeah. And then eating more, socializing more, like because yeah. a lot of people who get like uh, burnt out, they either overeat or undereat. So mm-hmm. if you undereat, please eat more. So if you overeat, <laughs> probably eat less. But one more thing is, I always had the notion that once you deplete all of the options, you don't know what to do, then you speak to a therapist. You disagree with that? I totally disagree. I, You know, more and more we see how the human experience is extremely complicated and prone. Childhood is trauma by all psychological uh, definitions people come out of childhood traumatized even and that doesn't mean that you had a bad childhood no Wait, no no is this Freud or is this, a, <laughs> <laughs> is this, no, this okay. is, no this is a, if you want to go into psychoanalysis truly uh, and because it's not because you had a bad parent 
that you have about you know your childhood is bad no it's not that it's the fact that this is the human experience now if you have the ability to be with a professional that can help piece together the way you think try to maximize your enjoyment out of life maximize your relationship and just understand you know everybody feels like they have a you know everybody seeks mentors and things correct i don't understand why we still have this thing that the mind doesn't need a mentor and it doesn't need to be when the mind is broken i love that i absolutely believe that yeah and as you said not when the mind is broken no. you, you can have one throughout like absolutely what do you think about this statement that recognizing burnout helps with burnout i think it lightens the load by a lot because correct, there's there's a big fear when you you're just like what's going on with me why am i this way correct because you understand it right you understand and it, yes. do you, do you, and I, I genuinely believe that recognizing that you're burnt out makes you forgive yourself for so much more it helps ease and ease in my case no but yes most people yes. Completely, <laughs> are different, i completely agree with you so so we talked about sleep we talked about talking to a therapist we talked about a good social support about mm. diet any other things that you can think of that can help with burnout, uh, yeah. along with recognition that you are burnt out? What do you think about telling your team that you feel burnt out? Do you think that's heavily stigmatized? I, I genuinely think in Kuwait it is stigmatized. Even if it's stigmatized, you say it. We need to be the change. Sorry, I, like, if yeah. someone doesn't understand it, then too it's, bad. It's just, it's just, I know the reactions. Like, what do you want us to do about it? You know, like when you tell your team, like, should I clap you'd, for you? You'd be shocked. I've, I've told my team. And they, they've come to me and said, hey, tell how me, can I me. help? Really? Yes. Okay. So I've had people come up to me and say, hey, will it help you if you, know, you need a study buddy? Do you need this? If your team can't take you saying, hey, I feel burnt out, then you know what? You're, you got to reflect on what team you're working with. I'm actually so proud of what you're saying right yeah. now. And just to think you back to. at it, just to think back. I think it's just outside of medicine, especially in Kuwait, where burnt out, burnout is not talked about enough. Yeah. I feel like my burnt, my parents mm. have been burnt out for a very long time. They just mm. don't say it. Mm. And I'm pretty sure you know a lot of people who are burnt out. They well, don't. <laughs> and I think my parents don't say anything because they've learned to just swallow their pride. Yeah. Glorified work culture. Yeah. Basically, my mom yesterday was like, hey, I don't want to do this. I've been so tired of just like fixing the basement and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And she still goes and do, does it and she feels miserable. She doesn't know how to dissociate with it. And then I, if I bring the topic of burnout, I feel like she doesn't really understand the topic. So any final words before we actually wrap this conversation? Because I think we hit the key points of this conversation, yeah. which is defining burnout, mm. the importance of recognizing burnout. We've highlighted to, what, what yeah. burnout does to a society mm. and the individual. Yeah. And what are some of the things that we can do to tackle mm. burnout? Anything else you think you want to highlight? Because I know you specifically wanted to talk about this yeah. for its mental health impact and the month that we're in. So can you tell us more about the month that we're in right now? Uh, this uh, is as in, oh no, I just meant the month as in like, because it, it's had an impact on me in this month. The same Correct, thing. but yeah, is, yeah. Is, it, is it career kickstart month, right? Oh, wait, yeah. you mean in that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that, that's the whole season. As in like, the reason that I wanted to talk about this now was because our topic has been starting off your medical career and you know what we said it preventing burnout is better than responding to it absolutely so if you can put little things in place to number one recognize burnout and number two do things to prevent it so like create a work-life balance have a good social uh, network and there's one thing i do want to say to a lot of people a lot of people in terms of mental health stuff 
there's something I always hear a lot of people tell me. If let's say someone is feeling down or for whatever, whatever, and I tell them do X thing based off the research, they say, oh, this doesn't work for me. Yep. I'm one of those people, by the way. Just, I, oh, I, yeah, I know. I know. Now, <laughs> the thing that I, the thing that my response to that is, do it anyways. If you if if the evidence suggests that if you took a thousand people and you did these few things that it will make them better, just do those things even if it doesn't feel good. So, for example, exercise. Some people will tell you, oh well, exercise hasn't been making me happy. Still go exercise because if you know objectively, the science tells us that exercising helps with burnout helps with you know feel, uh, feeling depressed just do it anyways because chances are long enough time it's gonna pan oh, I out. see because that was my objection to your question like yeah. aren't we supposed to select what works for us what doesn't work for us i for sure but eventually you find out correct but give it a fair chance and, and i completely agree with you yeah. i think people underestimate a lot of the literature they don't apply it f- fully yeah it's like okay this is supposed to be a quick fix i don't think there exists a quick fix as you're saying no there is supposed to take it there is and i think we need to talk a lot to to a lot of the new emerging physicians and new healthcare workers that you guys are the most susceptible population as well yeah. as the elderly population like our consultants lay, lay down the line basically, <laughs> that yeah. you guys are very vulnerable population you really need to be a, a aware of this and have a read about the literature what does the literature say about burnout who does it impact the most what can you do about it so i completely agree with everything you've said i think we had a phenomenal discussion about the topic thank you so much for honestly you're a wonderful (laughs) you're a wonderful host and you're a wonderful (laughs) guest at the same time and as i said as you're a doctor on steroids i'm really sorry that you're going through burnout and i'm glad that you're getting a vacation soon hopefully you feel significantly better once you're coming back and again thanks for the help for sponsoring us with the coffee i genuinely think if you look at the way we talk, within the first few minutes, we're like, uh, we're still getting there. Once the coffee kicks in, <laughs> our, yeah, yeah, we, we get so yeah, much yeah. better. So thank you for thank you for being with me, Dr. Aziz. And until thank next you. time. Will you allow me to sign us off? S- sign us off, please. That's the last sip of coffee <laughs> for the day. A special thank you to our host, not our guest this time, our host. Thank Thanks. you for stepping in and, and uh, doing this episode. Tune in for more. My pleasure. Hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Doctor's Brew. New episodes to listen to with a cup of coffee coming your way every Sunday on YouTube and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates. See you next time.